Hello and welcome to the Achieve Your Goals podcast, the show that empowers you to wake up to your full potential and achieve your biggest goals and dreams. I am your host, Hal Elrod, and I invite you to join us each week as we share actionable strategies to take your life to the next level, as well as interview world-class experts and entrepreneurs who have achieved extraordinary goals themselves, and we ask them to give you a peek behind the curtain and teach you exactly what you need to do to do the same. Ready? Here we go. Hello and welcome to the Achieve Your Goals podcast. This is your host, Hal Elrod, and thank you for tuning in to today's episode. I hope this is really valuable for you and I appreciate you lending your time. And because of that, I want it to be valuable, of course. And uh, we're going to simplify today into two steps to transcend your negative feelings. And this is actually a very, as many episodes are, it's organic of like, here's something I'm going through that I got through recently that I want to share with you and I hope it helps you as well. And I'm going to share with you right up front what the two steps are. And then, of course, we're going to unpack packet over the next 30 or 40 minutes or so during the episode. The two steps are, number one, you've got to be completely honest with yourself about how you're feeling and do that in writing. So pull out a piece of paper now. You can start this process. Take notes if you can. And not only on what I'm saying, but the first step is actually for you to be modeling what I did, which is just being honest, like brutally honest, ugly, not censoring yourself about what's bothering you, what you hate about life, what you're feeling anxious about, what your fears are, what your insecurities are, like get it all out of your head and on paper. That is the step number one that we are going to unpack today. And step number two is asking the question, how can I overcome the challenges that I just described, right? Whatever you write down, how can I overcome the challenges that I just described and help others do the same? So those are the two steps that we're going to go over today in depth, and I'm going to share with you my process. I'm going to read to you what I wrote literally word for word when I did this exercise and how it helped me and how I hope it can help you. Before we dive in, I want to take just a minute to thank our sponsor, Organifi, of course, making the highest quality organic whole food supplements. If you make smoothies every day, you need protein powder, right? Vanilla or chocolate. Organifi has some of the highest quality organic superfood protein powder, and it tastes delicious. And here's a little tip. I use half a scoop of the vanilla, which makes it last twice as long. So don't tell Organifi I told you that, (laughs) but I find that half a scoop of protein is not only enough protein, but in terms of like the flavor profile, I actually like half a scoop better than a whole scoop. Whole scoop is actually a little too much for me. So anyway, a little tip for you, but that makes your Organifi protein last twice as long as it would using a full scoop and you still get all the nutrients. Well, half the nutrients, but enough for what you need. If you want to check out the protein powder or their red juice, their green juice, their magnesium, you name it, Organifi has a wide variety of products. Head over to Organifi.com forward slash Hal, and that is spelled O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I. So no Y at the end, Organifi with two I's, Organifi.com forward slash Hal, and then use the discount code H-A-L, my name, Hal, for a 20% discount on your entire order. All right, without further ado, let's dive in to two steps to transcend your negative feelings. Here we go. Hey, Goal Achievers and members of the Miracle Morning community, thank you for joining me today. Today, I am preparing to record the Miracle Morning Master Class. And that is as a pre-order bonus for the new book, The Miracle Morning Updated and Expanded Edition, which I would love to announce is ready for you to pre-order right now. In fact, it, it actually, it is, it kind of is. 
If you go to miraclemorningbook.com, you can pre-order the paperback, but right now there's all these weird issues with Amazon where if you're on the paperback page, but then you click on like the Kindle option, well, then all of a sudden the paperback version shows the old version and then you can't get back to the new version and then the audiobook's not uploaded. There's, there's all these issues. And uh, anyway, so I'm like, I'm like just holding my breath, wanting to make the official announcement. And actually, by the time you're listening to this, It'll be uh, almost a week from today or about a week from today. It might all be fixed. But if you want to like pre-order the book before everything's officially working correctly and you want to be like the first to get it, you can go to MiracleMorningBook.com. And that is redirected right now to the paperback version of the new Miracle Morning updated and expanded edition. But just be warned, if you click on Kindle or you click on audiobook, it won't get you back to paperback and vice versa, I think. So, but yeah. So there you go. And we're working on a bunch of pre-order bonuses. I mentioned I'm about to record the master class today with Brianna Greenspan. I didn't mention that part, but uh, Brianna Greenspan, who is the director of education for the Miracle Morning Schools program. And she's one of my first coaching clients that was doing the Miracle Morning way back when. So she's going to record the master class with me. So I'm preparing for all of that. Just giving you a little peek behind the curtain, if you will. And just so you know, when you see things like when everything's like announced and the, the pre-order website and the bonuses, everything looks all perfect. Just know that behind the scenes, it's a you-know-what show. Like It is not as perfect and easy and simple. And I think that's just a good lesson for us. Like When we see anybody and like whether it's them as a person, like, wow, they're beautiful. They look perfect, right? We don't see the behind the scenes and how like we're all human and we're all dealing with challenges and struggles and things aren't going the way we want to and we're overwhelmed and you know what I mean? Like, so yeah, I just think it's important to be present to that. So I wanted to give you that peek behind the curtain and let you know that everything here on the Miracle Morning 2.0 mission, if you will, the updated and expanded edition, it's coming along, but it is definitely, what do they show you that like the, the path to success is not a straight line. It is a zigzag. And uh, I'm experiencing that right now for sure. So I'm going to start today by, well, I already started today, but I'm going to go, the next thing we're going to talk about, I'm going to read a letter to you that I wrote Interesting enough, on September 11th, I don't know if there's any relevance in that date as to me writing myself this letter late at night, but as I was falling asleep, I've been sharing with y'all, I often have these downloads and I used to type them into my phone and I just, I don't, I don't like looking at my phone. I don't want to look at blue light right before bed. So I simply got a journal that has perforated pages so that I can take, I can write to myself in the journal and then I can tear the page out if I need to. And that's what I usually do if it's really important. I don't want it to get lost in the journal. So I tear it out. I walk out into the living room or our front room where I do my miracle morning and I slide it into my laptop so that when I open the laptop or before, usually right when I get in there for my miracle morning, I uh, pull this paper out and I go, oh yeah, what was this letter that I wrote to myself last night as I was like groggy and falling asleep? And it's usually pretty, pretty helpful, pretty profound. So something for you to consider. I debated whether or not to read this to you because it's pretty vulnerable. It doesn't paint me in a good light, if you will. But I was just really honest with myself that night. And I was feeling just stressed that night. I had a stressful day. And I am so ridiculously positive all the time that I often bypass like the negative. And I don't allow myself to really feel or even fully acknowledge the internal struggles that I'm dealing with. And I want to share this with you for a few reasons, but one of them is as an example for you to like, let's start by being honest with yourself. And I think that that's often, even in my work, even in the Miracle Morning book, maybe I tend to skip over like the really getting into the ick, the painful feelings, acknowledging them, allowing yourself to process them. 
at least in the past, you know, I've gotten much better at this over the years, but in the past, I just skipped. Oh, I'm like immediately go to can't change it, move on, move forward. Right. And I never really allowed myself to grieve or to process emotions. And my friend, actually team member, Stephanie, who is the customer, she's the Miracle Morning Customer Experience Optimizer. I believe that's her official title, but uh, she recommended, I was talking with her about this yesterday and she recommended a book to me about how, I forgot the title of it, I'm trying to find on my in the my Amazon cart so I could share it with you. But it was, in fact, give me just a sec. I'll take one second and see if I can find it in my shopping cart. It is titled, here you go, Feelings Buried Alive Never Die. So I have not bought it yet, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to buy it. Feelings Buried Alive Never Die. There's another book called The Body Keeps the Score that I read when I had cancer. And it's basically the idea that suppressing your feelings, your emotions, isn't healthy for you right? Like, you know, when you bury your feelings, they don't die. They're stored in the body. They're stored in the subconscious. And so it's really important that we take time and really on an as needed basis, which you could say a daily basis. In fact, that's part of my, my journaling prompt is, which I didn't used to have, but it used to be, what are three things I'm grateful for? And what are the three most important things I need to get done today in order of priority? What's number one? Once I get that done, I can work on number two and then on number three. And I find that those two prompts are really valuable in that, you know, focusing on what you're grateful for, I feel like really impacts your quality of life and realizing that, hey, yeah, there's a lot of problems and issues and challenges, but I've actually got a lot of things in my life that I'm grateful for and that I really can hang my hat on, if you will, and, and feel good about. And so starting your day with gratitude is one of the optimal ways to start your day. And then that second question, I got 10 things on my to-do list or maybe 20 or 30, but what's the number one thing that I need to get done today that'll make the biggest impact in my life and my work? For example, when I asked myself that question this morning, it was prepare for the masterclass, prepare for the Miracle Morning Masterclass. So that's really excellent for people. And I've been working on it for weeks, but as today's the day of recording, I really wanted to go in and and fine tune it and refine it and study it and consider it and get feedback from Brianna on it and all of that. So that was my number one thing to get done today. And then I've got a number two, which was record this podcast. And then number three was go through the rest of my to-do list. Like I got to the point of where I'm like, all right, I got to focus on these two things. And then from there, I'll move on. But anyway, the point being those two questions, when you're scribing, what are you grateful for? And what are the top three things in order of priority you need to get done today are really helpful in first setting your mindset and two, optimizing your productivity for the day. The third question that I ask now, and that is the front end question is, is there any inner turmoil that I need to acknowledge, feel, and let go of? Is there any inner turmoil that I'm experiencing that I need to acknowledge, right? Name it, feel it, and allow it to pass through you, allow it to be at peace with it, accept it, allow it to to move through you. And that question has been really helpful and really important. And you'll notice, like I said, it's the first question, even though I shared it in order of the third, because I used to only ask the first two. The first question I ask now is that third question, which is confusing. The first question I ask is the third question. You're following me, I hope. But that question is, what do I need to let go of? What inner turmoil do I need to acknowledge, be at peace with, accept, and let go of? And the other night, I being, you know, that I'm so positive and this and that. And I think I often, I think I skip that first question a lot. I just go straight to the, what am I grateful for? What do I need to be productive about? 
or what's the most important things I need to do to be productive. And the other night I was just going to bed and I was like, you know what? I think I have a lot on my subconscious that I'm not naming, that I'm not acknowledging, that I'm not bringing to the conscious mind. And and therefore it's weighing on my subconscious. And it, like, I feel it. You were like, you just feel even when you're laying down to bed at night or, and you've got maybe nothing on your conscious mind. There's just like this, like, I don't even know. It's like this weight or this like, it's just something's like grinding in the, like the, I don't know. It's like the base of my brain, the back of my neck. Like that's where I would place it if I had to find a place for it. But so the other night I was like, okay, I'm going to be completely honest with myself. I'm just going to be like, I'm going to name the ugly. I'm going to name the darkness. I'm going to name, I'm going to acknowledge all of it. I'm going to feel it. I'm going to bring it to the surface. And so I'm inviting you to do that. I'm going to read you this note. I'm inviting you to do the same, which is to really acknowledge process and do it in writing. There's something powerful about doing it in writing because it gets it out of your, not only, not only from your subconscious to your conscious mind, but it go, you go one step further and now you actually put it in writing and now you have a record of it now. And now it's like, it's, you don't have to think about it because it's there. It's on that. I'm holding this piece of paper in my hand. And I know that if I want to focus on all of these stressful things, it's on that paper. And I can read it. And when I read it, there's something powerful about the disconnect it creates in an empowering way where it's like, I'm not these things, right? Everything on this paper, this isn't who I am. But when it's stuck in your subconscious, it feels like it's who you are, like it's a part of you. And once you get it out of your head and onto paper, now there's a bit of a healthy separation. And you can, I use the word disconnect earlier, right? So disconnect or separation. Separation is probably a better word because you're not really disconnected from it. It's a part of you but you're separated from it. It's not who you are. And so, all right, I'm keeping you on the edge of your seat long enough for this letter. All right, here we go. I, this is what I wrote word for word. I'm not going to edit it for y'all, even though I'm tempted to. I'm tempted to be like, oh, I shouldn't say that. I probably shouldn't share that. I probably, I'm embarrassed. I shouldn't. All right, so I'm just going to read it to you word for word. I'm going to be completely honest with myself and God right now. I don't think I'm the same person I used to be. And I feel very sad and angry about that. I feel very sad and angry with whom I have become since chemotherapy. I feel like it changed me significantly. I used to be such a confident, positive, stress-free, optimistic, carefree, and genuinely happy person. Now, I'm often anxious, stressed out, insecure, overwhelmed, depressed, generally unhappy, and I live in constant fear of worst-case scenarios, financially, the future of humanity, etc. I hate what chemo did to my brain and to my mental and emotional state. Now, y'all, I'm going to pause there. There's more, but I'm going to pause there. What happened? So I intended to get that out of my subconscious and just put it on paper and name it and acknowledge it and feel it and express it and allow it to pass through me. But what often happens when you do that, especially if you have somewhat of an intention to extract value from what you're what it is that you're putting out there what you're writing down is what followed that was a transmutation of those negative if you call them negative right but those negative statements about myself and how i feel about myself and here's what i wrote but wait could it be that all of this is part of god's plan for me Could it be that my above-described mental health issues were given to me by God so that I could relate to what so many people are going through as my next opportunity to learn, grow, and evolve to lead by example and empower others to do the same? So I'm going to pause again. I've got a little more of the letter, but I'm going to pause again. 
right? So you've heard me say this before, and I'm sure you, many of you have this mindset that like when we're going through adversity, it's an opportunity for us to learn, grow, and become a better version of ourselves and or so that we can help other people do the same. And see, that's the thing. The person I described in this letter, right, that I used to be, what did I say? I used to be such a confident, positive, stress-free, optimistic, carefree, and genuinely happy person. I really used to be that. I used to, Brianna Greenspan, my good friend who I'm recording the masterclass with today, Brianna, I think it was her, maybe I'm making this up, maybe I said this to myself, I don't know, but I think it was her that she said, she's told me many times something along the lines of how what separates you from like Tony Robbins and Brendan Burchard and all these other influencers or authors or people and similar colleagues of mine, she said that they kind of have it all, or they, they seem like they have it all figured out, right? They've got it all figured out and they're coming across as like, I'm, and again, I, I don't, this isn't word for word. I'm just going off my recollection of what she shared with me, but like they're coming off as, you know, like they've got it figured out, they're perfect and they're going to tell you how to do it, right? And she said, what's different about you is that you're still going through it. In fact, it's like I used to have it all figured out and then God put me through these this cancer and this chemo and this post-traumatic stress disorder from the chemo and then this chronic sleep deprivation. Like I've just been put through the freaking ringer and it goes back to 20 years ago or no, 20 years ago? How old am I? 44, so 24 years ago when I had my car accident. It was kind of the same thing, right? Like I was a really happy, positive, successful young person and then life just hit me and it's like I keep getting slammed and I don't mean to be narcissistic here and making this about me for a second, but stick with me. But I keep getting slammed with these things, but it's almost like so that I can endure difficult experiences for the purpose of being able to relate and empathize with what other people are going through. And then maybe they're not going through the exact same thing. Maybe it's not a car accident or cancer, but the fallout, right? The mental and emotional and physical and logistical fallout from any tragedy or any adversity, right? That Those are the things that we as human beings share in common. And so if you can take some solace in that what you're going through right now is an opportunity for you to not only learn and grow and become a better version of yourself for you, but to do so for other people, right? To do so for the people you love and the people that you lead. And if you look at it that way, then that's very empowering, at least from my perspective and hopefully from yours, that you have a responsibility to figure it out. And I'm going to talk in a second about kind of how I, what my conclusion was in this letter, but that we have a responsibility to not be victims and not give up because even if not for ourselves, for the people in our life who count on us or who could count on us if we decided to show up for them. And whether that's just your family, which to me, that's like number one is your circle of influence, your, the people that you love, that you're close to, but then it's your friends and it's your community and it's your colleagues or your employees or your clients or your team or whoever. Like I believe we have, and I'm inviting you to consider that we all have a responsibility to show up at our best for other people. And as human beings, you've also probably heard me say that we're all part of the human family. And as part of my extended family, I love you, I appreciate you, and I want to serve you. I want to help you in any way that I can. So let me get back to this letter. So I ended that by saying, could it be that my above-described mental health issues and physical issues right, were given to me by God uh, so that I could 
relate to what many people are going through and as my next opportunity to learn, grow, and evolve, to lead by example and empower others to do the same, right? That's where I left off. And then I finished the letter with this. So how can I overcome the challenges described on the previous page? And how can I help others do the same? Right. So that was the question, right? So it starts with, I used to be this, I used to be, and as we get older, right, life hits us with different challenges that we weren't facing when we were younger. And often when you're young, maybe there's no regrets in your life because you haven't made any mistakes. And as you get older, life changes, right? When you're young, life exists as pure possibility. It's way easier to be optimistic sometimes when, and and, then some people started out with a really difficult life, right? If you're listening to this and you had childhood trauma, then maybe you never had the benefit of like being unjaded and life was just existing as pure possibility. It might be that you started very young as a child with negative experiences that created a negative outlook on life. So that's possible as well. But I think that in general, when you're younger, the future exists as pure possibility, right? Anything's possible. Who knows, right? I can, even if you had a tough life, a tough childhood, it's like, well, I can change things. The future can get better. But as you get older, you can't undo the past, right? You have more history. You've made more mistakes. You might have more regrets, although regret is really a perspective. But I will say that as I've gotten older, I used to live my life with no regrets. And if I'm honest with myself, which I'm not always honest with myself, that's part of this letter, right? It's like, I need to be honest with myself. I need to really express that I do experience these things that I don't like about myself. And I don't like how I've changed in some ways since I had took chemotherapy, right? So starting out with, right, who I was in the past, who you were in the past, how you are now, and maybe things that you don't like right now about your life or about yourself, like be honest with those, put those on paper. I'm telling you, this is such an important, helpful healing exercise to get the negative energy that you are, you are storing, you are harboring inside of you, in your brain, in your heart, in your body, right? And it is in your body because you feel it. You feel stressed. You get headaches. You have tension in your shoulders, right? You're harboring that negative energy in the form of thoughts, emotions, and physical sensations. So to help you and stop harboring and storing and fostering that negative energy within you, put it on paper, write it down, write down everything and just don't be afraid to be ugly. That's where I struggle is I don't like putting things, I like to immediately, the way my brain works is I immediately reframe things. So when anything quote unquote negative happens, right, you name it, anything, my brain immediately tries to transmute it into the positive. And in in many ways, that's a superpower and I'm grateful that that's there. But I feel like, again, you've got to also get that negative energy out of you and put it on paper. And then you can hold it in your hand like I'm holding this piece of paper right now and, and you go, okay, huh. That's what's been inside of me. Now I can see it. Now I can deal with it. Now I don't have to ruminate over it. I can literally look at it and you can do what I did, which is you can keep that letter going, right? I went from saying, you know, I hate what chemo did to my brain and to my mental emotional state. And then I said, but wait, could it be that this is all part of God's plan, right? And it went on. So the last part of the last page, how can I overcome the challenges described on the previous page and help others do the same? And I encourage you, once you do this process, Right. Once you write down all of the negative things that you that are swimming around in your head or in your subconscious, right? Be honest with yourself. Be ugly. Be just don't don't try to filter it. Don't try to censor yourself. And I'm projecting right now because I do that all the time. I censor myself. But after you write down all the ugly and you write down all the things that you 
like, I don't like using the word hate, but in that letter, I was like, I hate what chemo did to me. I hate it. It, it makes me angry. It makes me upset. It makes me sad for that. I'm not, I feel like I'm not the person I used to be. And I've lost a lot of my creativity and some of the things, the gifts that I felt like I was blessed with. I'm trying to get them back, but it's not always easy. But after you're honest with yourself, then ask this question. So how can I overcome the challenges that I just described and help others do the same? That's the question. That, that's a crucial question that I want you to ask and I want you to answer. And I'm going to share my answers with you here in just a minute. But I want to make sure you write that question down word for word, right? And if you didn't write down like step one, write down every negative energy that's inside of you right now. Your thoughts, your feelings, your emotions, same thing. Physical sensations, write it all down. Things that, you, that bother you. And then ask that question. So how can I overcome the challenges that I just described and help others do the same? And here's what I wrote down. And these answers might not surprise you, but I want to be really clear. I did not write this letter with the intention of sharing it with you. Although I'm realizing that I end up sharing a lot of these with you now, which I think I'm going to do maybe even more so. But there is no filter where I'm going, okay, I'm going to write this to share it. Like when I do this, I'm very much, it's a very flow state process. Part of it is because I'm it's late at night and I'm like, you know, my brain is it's like I'm half half asleep, half awake usually in the midst of prayer as this comes to me. So uh, I did not plan these answers. Number one, so the answer to how can I overcome the challenges that I described and help others do the same. Number one, use the miracle morning and the savers to reprogram my subconscious mind and condition my optimal mental and emotional states. Combine affirmations with emotional optimization meditation. And I think next week I'm going to talk more about some of those specific pieces because the new edition of the Miracle Morning, I added a lot of content, 70 new pages, and I added a lot of content to the saver section specifically. In fact, I counted this. It was literally this morning. I'm like, how much did I add page wise? And I looked the original Miracle Morning savers. The saver section in the original book is 20 pages long, and it is now 40 pages long in the original book, and it's now 65 pages long. So it's 25 new pages of content just in the savers section. And I went in-depth on, really in-depth on the affirmations piece and step-by-step examples and guidance on creating your affirmations for every area of your life. And then I went uh, also added emotional optimization meditation. So but that was the first answer, right? Is like, I already got the tool. It's the miracle morning in the savers. I don't need something new. I don't need to go look for something new. It's simply really getting on point with using my savers with a very clear intention to reprogram my subconscious mind and condition my optimal mental and emotional states. And of course, you can model that and do the same. And then number two, the second answer to how can I overcome the challenges that I described and help others do the same is I wrote down, live the miracle equation and maintain unwavering faith in myself and in God and surrender to life the way Michael Singer has and continue putting forth extraordinary effort to serve as many people as I can. That's it. That was my letter. That was my note. And I, I thought, you know, and more was kind of coming to me, but I thought, I don't know, I, I, I just, I wanted to leave it at that for me. I, like I was, I was going to go, what's number three? And I went, you know what? I'm going to go to bed. I think it was because I was tired. And I was like, I start to notice as my handwriting gets worse and I'm like, oh, I'm exhausted. I need to go to sleep because for whatever reason, these always come to me as I lay down to bed and I'm laying there praying or meditating or in gratitude. And then my mind starts like not racing, but like th- this come, I'm like, oh my God, an important idea is coming and I've got to write it down. 
But that was it. It's like, wow, the two tools that I feel like God's given to me to share with the world, the miracle morning and the miracle equation, right? Those are the two big ones or two of my primary books and the, the philosophies I've lived my life by for the last you know couple of decades. That's it. Those are the answers. Like it's not, I don't need something new, right? What is that? I love John Vroman. I'm sure he's not the right. Imagine he's not the first person that said this, but he said this a few months back on a call we were on and it really landed for me. He said, and I think he heard it from someone else, but he said, more often than not, it's not that you need to learn something new. It's that you need to remember something true. And I went, mm, God, that is so good. I wrote it down, right? It's not more often than not, it's not that you need to learn something new. You need to remember something true. And I talk about this in the Miracle Morning. I don't know if it's in the original edition, but in the new edition, I say that we are conditioned by society to value what's new, right? Literally, like marketers from, you know, oh, you need the new iPhone. Oh, there's a new iPhone. I need a new iPhone. There's a new version of this software. You get to update to the new version. You get the new, oh, this is the new season on Netflix. I can't wait for the new season. I can't wait for the new this, the new product, the new t-shirt, the new, like whatever. We're conditioned as a society to value what's new and dismiss what's, whether it's true or dismiss what's older, what's proven, dismiss any previous edition, right? It's all about the new. And it's very often, well, I, I believe, I agree with John Vroman that it's about remembering something true. So I want to, how much time do we have left? You know what? I'll save this for maybe for next week. I was going to talk about something else I wrote the other day. It was just about replacing fear with faith. I'll talk about that later. But that is, that's a concept I taught in the miracle equation, right? Replacing fear with faith. And I guess I'll just, I'll leave you with something there. And that is that I, I just, I realized that we create the narrative in our head. Think about that for a second. We create the narrative in our head and you can either live from a place of fear or you can live from a place of faith, right? You literally, it's, it's up to you. You can live from fear or you can live from faith. And here's the thing. You can't control a lot of things in life, including your past, other people, accidents, natural disasters, the economy, when you die, etc. But you can decide how you're going to experience each moment of your life. I know that's not new. You've heard me say that over and over and over. That's kind of the essence of the miracle life. But you can either live in fear of worst case scenarios, or you can live with the faith that life's going to work out the way it's supposed to, and that you're capable of handling anything that comes your way. I'm going to say that again, because that is the crux of what I want you to take away from this last part. And then I'm going to do a quick review of what we talked about because I don't want to, this is kind of a slight, slight off topic, but they're, they're related. So I wrote this down. Again, you can either live in fear of worst case scenarios. And let me ask you, let me pause and ask you, do you do that? Do you often find out that you're, you're living in fear of the state of the world, of what, what could happen financially, of the economy, of politics of of your kids and like what might you know go things going wrong in their life i know i've dealt with that my you know my daughter's at a new school and got bullied a little bit and i was like you know i'm just been living in fear of oh what if what if she doesn't find her people and what if you know and, and she's doing better now but it's been really hard as a dad right so i realize i'm living in fear and so i want you to consider do you find yourself living in fear of worst case scenarios in various aspects of your life or life as a whole so you can either do that, you can either continue doing that, I should say we can continue doing that, or you can live with the faith that life's going to work out the way it's supposed to, however that is, and that you're capable, the faith that you're capable of handling anything that comes your way. 
you may have heard me talk, I don't even know, probably six months ago, I did an episode on what our fears are actually caused by. And it's, they're not actually caused by the things that we think we're afraid of. Like the object of our fear is really not the ultimate cause of our fear. The ultimate cause of our fear is our perceived inability to handle what it is that might, may or may not come our way. Because if you believe you can handle it, if you affirm that you can handle whatever comes your way, then you're fearless. That's literally what being fearless is. Like, yeah, things are going to happen that I don't want to happen, that are painful, that are difficult, but I can handle anything and I'm going to handle it and I'm going to get through it and I'm going to make it to the other side and I'll probably be a better version of myself on the other side. That's a very different way, right? It doesn't mean that you're not, a, you know, they don't feel some fear over the things that might happen, but faith trumps fear if you allow it to, if you choose for it to. Faith trumps fear, but only if you choose that to be your reality. So the, the first approach, living in fear, causes you to live a stressful, anxious, and relatively unhappy life. Living in fear robs you of your inner peace and it robs you of your joy. But living with faith enables you to be at peace and genuinely happy regardless of what life throws at you. So consider that. Consider that. Just a, just a parting thought for you is if you've been experiencing fear in your life, which I I mean, it's part of being human. We all have. Consider choosing faith over fear. Doesn't mean the fear completely disappears. Doesn't mean it's gone. But consider choosing faith over fear. All right. So I want to just recap for you with some action steps, right? If you don't already have these written down in terms of action steps. Number one, write down everything that all the negativity inside of you, all of your fears, all of the things that cause you stress, all of the insecurities. Just be honest. Be ugly. Don't censor yourself. Just be honest about how what you've been feeling that maybe you've been suppressing or you've been hiding because you want to put on a happy face or your identity like mine is I am a positive person that can handle anything. So I don't have to succumb to my fears and insecurities and anxiety and depression and right. Great succumb to them for a minute, right? Or five or 10, like feel them, write them down though, get them out of your head and get them on paper and it will help you transcend the inner turmoil and make it outer turmoil, right? Now it's outside of you. So do that first, number one. Number two, ask yourself, how can I overcome the challenges that you just described and help others do the same? How can you overcome it? And maybe your answers, maybe they're different than mine. Maybe they're similar. Maybe it's like, you know what? Actually, yeah, the miracle morning when I'm doing, when I'm doing my miracle morning and I'm consistent and I'm on point with it and I'm intentional and I'm focused, it does help me handle all of the challenges I described on, you know, above, right? Maybe it is your miracle morning and, or maybe it is the miracle equation, living with unwavering faith, surrendering to life and to God's plan and putting forth extraordinary effort. Maybe that is, maybe those are tools that you've used in the past. And they did work for you. And maybe you want to get back to them the way that I'm realizing I've never gotten away from them. But in some ways I have, right? In some ways I have, especially the miracle equation. Like it was just a few weeks ago, a month ago that I realized, oh man, I am not totally present and intentional about living my life in alignment with the two decisions of the miracle equation, unwavering faith and extraordinary effort. Like I'm haphazardly probably living those a little bit. But I am not focused on them intentionally. I'm not reading my miracle equation affirmations anymore. Those are, you know, those are in my computer and I haven't even pulled them out in a while. So I did, and it's made a huge difference for me. So how can you overcome the challenges that you describe in step one and how you can help others do the same? And you'll notice the second part of my answer 
was uh, continue putting forth extraordinary effort to serve as many people as I can. So that was my answer to how to help others do the same. And then the third piece is this kind of step I added, which is really make a conscious decision to trade in your fear for faith, to allow faith to be your driving force, your primary focus, and not that the fear goes away, but faith can trump fear. Faith can become, the more you focus on faith in yourself and faith in, in, in what you're surrendering to and faith in your ability to handle whatever comes your way, the more fear fades and it's minimized. Whatever you focus on expands. And if you focus on faith, then faith expands and fear is minimized. So I encourage you to do that as well. All right, Goal Achievers, I hope today's been valuable for you and helpful. And I don't even know what I'm going to call today's episode. Maybe how to create a better reality, right? This is really how do you create a better reality? You let go of the things that are causing you a crummy reality that are that are clouding your judgment, that are clouding your mental and emotional health, right? You write those down, you let go of them, and then you ask how you can overcome them. And then you answer that question, and then you implement it, and then you replace fear with faith. I think that creates a better reality for all of us. All right, Gold Achievers, I love you so much, and I will talk to you next week. And stay tuned. Again, remember, if you want to pre-order Miracle Morning, if you go to miraclemorningbook.com, you can pre-order the paperback. But if you start poking around on Amazon, you might get lost unless we've got it fixed by the time this episode goes live. And it's not up to us. We're waiting on Amazon. We're emailing them every day. So fingers crossed that that works out. All right, you're awesome. I love you so much. I'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening. To learn more about the Achieve Your Goals podcast and to get access to today's show notes, transcript, and exclusive content from Hal Elrod, visit halelrod.com forward slash podcast. Thanks again for joining us. Be sure to tune in next week for another episode of the Achieve Your Goals podcast. 